Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, Michael Eekman. Uh, do you go by Michael J. Eekman? Uh, or uh, is that part of the, either, either one? Yeah, either one. I, I mean, okay. I, I go by all kinds of names and roles and whatever sure. gets my attention sometimes is what we got to go with. <laughs> all right. Well, you could be found on AdaptiveWealthPartners.com. Uh, you are a wealth manager, president of Adaptive Wealth Partners. Michael, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me on, Josh. Well, yep. So give us an overview of what Adaptive Wealth Partners does. Yeah. So here at Adaptive Wealth Partners, we do full service financial planning, wealth management. Um, More often than not, we end up in a large coaching role for our clients, just helping them along on their money journey, you know, wherever they're at, at the beginning, the middle, the end, um, just trying to make sure that they have the skills and resources available to have a positive journey and to create influence and wealth for not only themselves, but but generations into the future. Now, so how do you do that? And and are you different than say any other financial planner? I mean, I, I firmly believe that there's a lot of financial planners out there that do use different styles and different resources. My biggest thing for the clients that we serve is making sure that I'm the right fit for them. So I want to make sure that that the way that I'm coming across for clients and coaching and developing their skills is something that works for them and we're not for everyone. So that's the biggest thing that I see is wanting to make sure that that we are the right fit for our clients versus just taking on every single client that's out there, mm-hmm. um, which I see a lot in the financial uh, industry is just trying to grasp every little dollar that comes your way. And y- you really got to be the focus of doing what's right for your clients in their sense. Um, everyone's journey is a little bit different. So we work a lot with what we call fact-based investing or um, looking at the education side of the investment process, making sure that clients, yes, have emergency cash on hand, especially business owners. A lot of times we see our business owners with the not appropriate amount of cash on hand for something that comes up. Mm-hmm. And so we deal a lot no. with you know managing the, the expectations that our clients have and making sure that they're asking the right questions. Hmm. Well, you know, I, I guess in a business owner's defense, uh, oftentimes you have uh, income that's up and down. It's a little unpredictable sometimes. Um, also, there's that tendency to yeah. want to invest in oneself. So when you work with business owners, how do you take that into consideration when you're working with them? With business owners, a lot of it comes down to the financial planning because so much of their wealth tends to be tied up in that business that they understand it, they want it to grow. We can diversify and do some protection aspects to uh, add into their portfolios, but most of it comes down to the planning and finding opportunities either within that plan or bringing outside opportunities in to really open their eyes. Because as a business owner, you get focused on you know what the goal is. Sometimes it's this month, sometimes it's next month, sometimes it's this today instead of tomorrow. 
So we want to really expand that, help our clients out on the planning side and bring up those ideas that what if we did, you know, this transition or what if we brought in this resource for you to help you out in your practice and and organize? Sometimes it's, you know, as simple as having the right staff on hand. So we we kind of work through that. Being a business owner myself, I want to make sure that that that's where we're helping out the most because for a business owner, the biggest thing that we can give them is more time. So if we can take part of the workload off of them and, and give them more time and more return and more opportunity, that tends to be a win all the way around. Mm-hmm. And how does your business work? Are you, are you just essentially working as a wealth manager? Do you work on commission? Do you work fee based, or like how would you, like how is how are you different than in, in that sense from a business standpoint? Yeah, so we we offer two different services: the wealth management and the investment management that is uh, fee based, so annual management fee, and then the second piece of it is an hourly um, financial planning fee. So if we're going to work with a client for five hours a year on their financial plan, then that's what we'll charge them is those five hours instead of charging them, you know, an additional fee on their assets that they have, because a lot of people feel that they don't have the assets necessarily to qualify for wealth management or financial planning. So we want to make it available to all of our clients so that they can take advantage of those opportunities and and build that journey. Right, right. Um, When we think about, um, you know, best instruments for, you know, um, retirement, you know, said, you know, having that, you know, that, that growth, you know, or that, that leverage, that financial leverage, um, what instruments do you like? So personally, I'm a big fan of paying less in taxes. Um, I had to sit with my CPA as I transitioned into full-time business ownership. And, you know, he really drummed inside my head that the idea that he wants me to pay a million dollars in taxes, but if it's a 10% rate, that's good. If it's a 40% rate, we're starting to have questions. Mm. So especially as we get these new tax bills that are coming out and all these potential tax changes, which we don't even know what they're going to be, and they might not be voted in until the end of the year, we're going to have to position ourselves and our clients in a way that we can take advantage of those opportunities. And there's a lot of things that we can be doing now to prepare for that, both on the personal and business side to to be in the best position possible. But then again, we're also looking at long-term companies that you hold. As a business owner, you're the biggest investor often in your business, time, money, uh, time away from your family, things like that. And for us, that's the same way we look at equities and stocks in the market. We want to invest in quality companies that will be comfortable owning through the ups and downs of the market because we can't control that number, but we can control the type of company that we invest in. So we're looking for high quality rising dividend companies, pay an increasing income check every year to our clients, and and really companies that we have the faith in and the clients are looking at as the future of where they want to be five, 10 years down the road, not necessarily where they're at today. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, for the typical business owner who wants to save money on taxes, what, what should we be considering? What, what, where should our focus and attention be? So I think part of that is the organization, right? I mean, I have business owners that I work with that, you know, tens, hundreds of millions of dollars of revenue, and they don't get there without being organized on the tax side as long as well as as 
the financial reporting side. So if you don't know where your company's at, it's very difficult to, to plan for the future. And we come in on partnership with our CPA teams and, and our uh, estate and business attorney teams to really build out that plan and organization. Sometimes it's it's simple things that you can add in there, just looking at things from a different perspective. Not everyone's great at reading a profit and loss report, but if we can bring some of those skills and and bring it to our client's level so that they understand what they're looking at, they can make better use of that, that information. Yeah. Um, so Michael, you live in uh, you, you live in uh, Las Vegas. We were kind of talking about uh, this before we started recording. And um, I've seen, I've talked to a lot of business owners that have relocated. I live in Florida, no state tax. Um, that's nice. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, also Nevada's a little bit more friendly. Can you talk a little bit? And, and, and here's the thing, right? Is that there are a lot of people now that are working virtually, you know, they don't go into an office anymore. They don't have office space anymore. They can work from wherever they've adapted. So I, I think that this might be on the mind of, you know, someone that, you know, they've considered like, well, we die because we don't have to live here. We could move someplace else. Um, can you, you made that decision personally. Um, and you have other clients that have made that decision personally. Um, can you maybe, I don't know, any insights around that? Yeah, I mean, anytime you can save a significant amount of money um, by avoiding uh, paying taxes or lessening the tax bill at the end of the year, it, it tends to be more opportunity for you to grow your company um, or even just have more income that's not being used on the personal side, even if you don't own your own business. So I personally moved from California, which has a 13% state income tax, um, in addition to probably right around 50 to 60% of my income being taxed in other forms between gasoline tax, sales tax, property taxes. When you start adding it up, it's, it's a huge amount of your income. And anytime we can save that, it's a good thing, but you have to save it and have a plan for what to do with it. So it's not just save it and, oh, I've got, you know, 10, 15% of my income now that I can just throw at something that's, that's really not going to benefit you. Let's put it into something that's going to grow, either growing your, your business, growing a medical practice, you know, a law firm. Um, those tend to be a little bit harder to move mm -hmm. because you're in one area. We get a lot of doctors or, or dentists or attorneys that sell a practice in one state and move to another state or they relocate their business to another state that has better tax treatment and they just pick up a, a, a more preferential treatment for their, their practice. So when we're looking at it, it's not only the first step of saving as much in taxes as you can, it's also, what are we going to do with that money that we save? It's, you know, I used to drive three or four hours a day to and from work. Well, when I stopped doing that and I moved closer to work, all of a sudden I had basically a, almost a, a part-time job, 20 hours, 30 hours a week that were now available. And while I went to my business coaches and the people that I use as mentors and, you know, laid that out, we decided that, you know, if I could put 50% of that time towards my business, mm -hmm. I'm going to grow it exponentially over the next five to 10 years. And that's what we've done. So, you know, in addition to picking up 10 hours a week for family time and time for myself out of the office and doing the things that I enjoy outside. 
I also picked up time for my practice in addition to a preferential tax treatment. Yeah. Um, so, Michael, you were previously you were working with um, you were working with a, a large financial uh, company and, and you've gone independent. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah we did, did that. that? Um, well, I gave myself a deadline. First <laughs> of all, I sat down with my wife and said, six months from now, I, I don't give me an option. You know, I'm, I'm one of those. Let's burn the bridge in a positive way behind <laughs> me so I can't go back to it. Um, so it was definitely a full jump into that sense. And for me, that was ideal, but it's not for everyone. There's plenty of time. I mean, if you spend eight hours at work each day, eight hours sleeping, that still leaves another eight hours out of your day that you can be working on a side business. And for us, it was about having the ability to really build out a firm that can adjust and adapt to the needs of our clients, because not every client should be fit into that box that the big firm wants you to be fit into. So it was about being able to serve our clients in the right way, being able to give them what they needed out of the relationship that they have with us, and then being able to change and, and adjust, especially over the last 12 months. I mean, I made this change in August of last year, and it's been nothing but beneficial for the clients, for myself, for my family. But at the same time, it wasn't the easiest decision to do this in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah. So, you know, definitely has taken some time to learn and understand and change my way of thinking on some things that just aren't the way that they were 18 months, two years ago. Mm. Right, right. Well, very cool. Okay, so um, and, and by the way, do you you specialize right in terms of like who you work with? I do. I generally work with um, two sets of, of individuals, um, athletes and entrepreneurs is one set, and then um, generally just prior to retirement into retired clients. Um, it's a good mix for me to have learned both sets because one influences the other. Mm-hmm. Um, so for us, I really enjoy the working with business owners aspect of it. It's a little bit more challenging. Um, there's things that you know aren't necessarily just set in stone when you're retired and on a fixed income the way that it is. Like you mentioned earlier, you know that income goes up and down. How do we yeah. plan for that? How do we adjust for that? Um, and then athletes have started to fit into that because so many of them have the opportunity to be their own brand and to have multiple streams of income. And <laughs> let's face it, most athletes spend three to five years in their professional sport, which oftentimes they're so focused on the sport, which they should be, that they don't build a relationship with the advisors that they have. It's more of just, hey, mm-hmm. you know, can I afford this or can I not afford it? Not how can I afford it? How can I build this up and go from there? So it's been a, an important segue for athletes that want to build a business or want to have some type of extra income and cash flow and learn the skills necessary to be successful after that final whistle blows. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Michael J. Eekman, the second. Your website is adaptivewealthpartners.com. When someone goes there, what should they click on? Where do they engage? How do they connect with you? Yeah. So there's a contact us button on there. Um, there's also tons of information that we've put out on our blog. 
So that's in the insight section. And then, uh, you know, what we do, I think that's the biggest thing is, is understanding what we do and then being willing to reach out and at least have a conversation. You know, we might not be the best fit for you, but you're going to definitely learn something during that conversation that will help you be a better investor and, and a, be a better businessman. Yeah. Excellent. All right, Michael, thank you so much for joining us. Again, your website is adaptivewealthpartners.com. Michael Eekman, thank you so much. Thanks, Josh. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and re-share re you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. And we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.